This is the Born Offside podcast. Harry Kane listens to this podcast. Jesse Lingard does not. Decide which one you want to be friends with. And welcome, 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 welcome to our next installment of Born Offside with me, Jason Pelham, and with him over there, Big Dave. Dave, how are you feeling today? Vindaloo, Vindaloo, So fickle, so fickle, as per usual. Crikey. I All right, know well, what you're talking about. I was uh, calm all the whole way through. I always expected us to win. I wasn't screaming or shouting at anyone. I wasn't calling <laughs> Jesse Lingard every name under the sun. Deriding Kyle Walker as an absolute idiot and thinking that Deli Ali was a waste of time and space. None of that. None of that. I said during the match. Good. So you've just covered everything that we're going to be talking about. So, which is great. We'll probably move on to the next game, which is Belgium versus Panama. (laughs) I gave you 25 minutes on Portugal versus Netherlands. You shall give me my time. Plus a few extra excerpts on his thigh as well. Thank you very much for that. I'll allow you that over the coming, uh, uh, over the coming episodes. How about that? In two episodes Um, time, I will be going into detail on Harry Kane's inner leg measurements. (laughs) Bring it on. During the show today, we will be talking about England and their greenest of pastures, uh, mad hatters. Plus what does dirty and football have in common? And uh, it, with that, of course, I'm referring to the match between South Korea and Sweden. Uh, You're not yet... referring to the Christina Aguilera video from the late 90s. Well, I, there, there, there could be an honourable mention. In fact, you've just honourably mentioned her. So <laughs> hey. she is dirty. So um, <laughs> with two hours. Yeah, with two hours. Don't forget that second hour. Um, right, okay. Look, uh, but still no red cards. It's another World Cup anomaly that we've got to look forward to. It's uh, pretty incredible, uh, really. Um, so uh, let's get straight on to it uh, so that we can actually get out of it as quickly as we possibly can. England versus Tunisia. England versus Tunisia. Yes, they won. Uh, Yay, they, won. Uh, they won and so at least this podcast isn't over you're still here which is nice uh, uh after your threats of uh, abandoning this podcast should i they, would never do such uh, a thing i was supremely confident all along um, <laughs> right. mate i have to say it's just it's just a nice place to be in because let's cast our minds back four years we've already yes. already mate england have already tripled their points tally from the last World Cup. <laughs> we've matched the number of goals we've scored. We've 100% increased the number of wins. <laughs> and you know what? We scored a last-minute winner. When was the last time England scored a last-minute winner? Very true. A, a, a dramatic winner at that as well, because it was, uh, you know, it, it really didn't look like it for a long time. Uh, it looked like Tunisia were, were able to hold England out for a large period of, uh, of the game. In fact, pretty much for the whole game, for the whole 90 minutes. Well, uh, it, was a, re- it was a strange game in some ways, because actually, and... Um, I'm going to refer to yourself as my proof point here. But after about 25 minutes on the um, 
on the chat that we were having during the game. And I have to say, mate, that during the game, I had about nine people attempting to chat with me and I only answered your messages because the others were annoying Americans mostly. Um, anyway, some of them were unannoying Americans. I've got no friends left after having said that. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> I was gonna say, you gotta go into work tomorrow. Good luck. Um, and so you said after 25 minutes, you went, oh my God, they're playing football. Kyle Walker just played a Barcelona pass, and he did. Kyle he did. Walker played a ball inside the fullback for Kieran Trippier to rampage onto. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Split and the defence beautifully. It was a perfect Barcelona pass. And Tunisia were playing as well. Tunisia weren't camping. They weren't parking the bus. They were, they were pressing high. They were attempting to play. It was quite clear at half time that their coach went, nah. Now, nah, lads, it was fun. I liked it. We all watched the Guardiola best, you know, we all watched the Guardiola greatest hits video, but no more of that. Camp, park the bus, get the bus. Who's got the bus? Wait, get the bus out. I, I, was, I was very, I must admit, and I have to say that I was very impressed with Tunisia. Um, I thought Kazri, Kazri was very good. Sleety was good. Sassy was good. I, th- I thought... <laughs> Great you know, name. Sleety and Sassy. It's not, it's not Shakiri, but it's close. It's Skihiri. So it's a Shakiri wannabe. I thought he was good as well. And there may have been a, uh, um, a female in there as well uh, uh, playing for the team. I, I, I couldn't quite tell. But I thought, that they, I, I thought that they had some really good touches. They kept the ball really well. And they, they didn't allow, especially during that second half, you really started to see some of, the, some of their um, uh, defensive midfielders hold on to the ball really well. And I remember Deli Ali getting very frustrated at certain points because he just could not get the ball off them. They held them, held them off, bullied them off the ball and then played simple passes, either square passes or back passes. And it was, I thought, you know, to take away from the fact that I don't like that kind of football because it's not productive. It was obvious what they were doing. Um, I, I still, I still thought that they had some good touches. Well, uh, you mentioned Deli Ali, who apparently has had to go for a scan and apparently played... Um, On his brain, hopefully. Well, leave him alone. Okay, I'm sorry. I love him because he plays for England <laughs> and he plays for Tottenham. Um, but yeah, apparently he, he's strained a quad muscle quite early on in that game. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah he's I didn't know he had four muscles. Well, there you go. He's got, he's got four muscles. All of them in the, the, in, the fourth. in the right leg. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, um, he's gone for a scan and he might well be out of the Panama game and it might even be worse than that. Um, Ooh, he par- he apparently good. played on. So that, no, that is not good. I was a little upset that all of those chances that fell to Jesse Lingard didn't fall to Deli Ali. Because um, if they mm. had, one of them would have probably gone in. Uh, it's a regular uh, attempt at a feature that we have on this show. Who's worse than Jesse Lingard? And tonight, mate, Jesse Lingard was a lot worse than Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a wonderful time to actually really introduce this because we've been trying to fit this into the program. Who is worse than Jesse Lingard? Jesse Lingard. So, a lot worse. A lot, a lot worse. worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's, we could probably give him an average rating over, over the course of his life. And he managed to get underneath uh, that average rating by quite a bit. I thought he was, I, 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 didn't, I didn't like him at all. Uh, I don't understand why he, he, he wasn't subbed. Uh, well, you can understand it because Sterling had an, had an absolutely appalling match. So, well, and if uh, Ali, was, Ali was carrying an injury, because that was the one I think that mystified both of us, that he took Ali off and put Loftus-Cheek on and 
putting Loftus cheek on was fine, but I think we were both like, why Ali? Why not Lingard? But if but if Ali was carrying an injury, then it probably made sense. Then fair yeah, play, yes. Yeah, I mean Lingard's he could be a really good player because he's actually his movement is very intelligent. His finishing was poor today, and some of his touches in and around the box weren't very good. Um, no, and, no, they weren't. Uh, it was, it was, it, it, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I, I can't even, I don't even want to talk about him, quite frankly, because I, th- I was very, I was disappointed. I thought he, he would take this opportunity because he's starting, you know, and, uh, and I'm sure that would have been uh, on people's minds as well. You know, why is he starting? Shouldn't, uh, uh, shouldn't we have Rashford up there, for goodness sake? Um, and Rashford showed, uh, you know, in the very short period of time that he actually was on, on uh, how, uh, uh, how, how much England, I think, missed that kind of flair and directness uh, in a player. So, um, and, and also Loftus-Cheek, I have to take my, my hat off to him because I know when he came on, I was like, oh, God, here we go, Loftus. Why Loftus cheek of, uh, uh, as well? But uh, but I, I actually thought he did very well. He was also very direct, very positive, and uh, and he was really going for them. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was actually the combination of of Sterling, Ali, and uh, Lingard, and the movement from those three that was causing uh, all of that trouble early on. Uh, if Lingard and Sterling could finish. I mean, mm. St- Sterling got saved by a, by an offside flag. That's true. But it was a horrendous miss. It was like, okay. The thing is, he, he seems to be able to run faster than he can think, which, <laughs> which is not a good thing to have because he's really fast. And it was as if the, like, he just can't move his limbs in time. In order to, oh, it was a horrendous. It's mission. true. It's true. Uh, Harry Kane, good, good first goal is uh, a typical poacher's goal. A great save by the keeper, but uh, you know, clawed it out. Uh, Lovely but was, header from John Stones as well. He was he as was well. He Oof. really reminded me of the uh, uh, the John Terry's of old, and the, even the Gary Cahill's who go in there and uh, uh, get in some you know magisterial head- headers. It, it was it was very very uh, English football uh, uh, in in that, and I thought a very very good header. And uh, Harry Kane just tucked it away. He, Harry Kane did tuck it away. I think Harry Kane had a grand total of three touches. Uh, one was uh, the, the kickoff. Uh, one was his first goal. The other was his second goal. But that's all that, that Harold Edward Kane needs. He scores when he wants. He scores when he wants. And he scored when I wanted him to. Right there. The, the, his second goal, mate, was a, was a surreal thing. Because the first goal, we were on top. And it was more, yeah, there it is. All right, off we go. But the second one was, you know, looking down the depths of despair at a, an opening 1-1 defeat. And, um, uh, and, and Do you think he meant to put that ball where, oh, he, yes. where he did? Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. yeah, yes, yes. It was a lovely finish. But the thing was, the ball comes over, it comes to Harry Kane, uh, and you see the side net ripple, right? Because he kind of tucks it in right in the corner. And... And I'm looking at it and I'm going, he's hit the side netting. Shit. Hang on. No, from there he can't logically have. No, that's a goal. Yes. <laughs> like, off we go. You know. Well, um, look, I have a terrible confession to make because um, I was so bored and so annoyed by that second half performance that by the 44th minute of the second half, I started watching YouTube clips. Oh, uh, no. 
I did, I did. And I'm sorry, I was just like, oh God. Because, you know, for, for me, you know, spare a little thought. It was five o'clock, uh, five, 5.45 in the morning. I got up at four to watch the match and I was bleary-eyed, second cup of tea, second cup of tea wasn't doing any good. And, uh, you know, and I knew that I was going to have to start getting ready to get out and go to work. And uh, I just, I was just, I, I'd given up. I had given up. So when they scored, I wasn't actually watching. <laughs> so I missed, uh, I, I missed the euphoria of it. And I think that's probably uh, uh, one of the reasons why I have come out of this match thinking, well, you know what? I'm sorry. That was not good enough. That game was not good enough. You'll be lucky. Well, I think you'll make it. I think England will make it now through to the last 16, but I doubt very much they'll get through the last 16 with a performance like that. With it, a depends performance like play, that it depends if they play like they did in the first half or the second half. And the thing is, I think, is can they maintain you know, can, can they have more than one of those 25-minute spells? And I think it's an interesting Premier League type thing because actually if you look at Liverpool this year and how they've succeeded, um, and even Tottenham do the same with Pochettino, they try and murder a team in a 25-minute spell. Often it's the first 25 minutes, but it's not always. Sometimes it can be the, the 20 minutes before half time. but they try to really go for a team and blitz them, score three in three and 20 minutes. Mm, I, mean, mm. I think Liverpool have done that a lot this year, scored, you know, three, four goals in a very short space of time. And it seemed to be that's what they were trying to doing and trying to do. And they didn't take their chances. Um, weirdly enough, and, I know they looked scary on the, in defensively. I was most frustrated by their inability to finish because Lingard should have had four, right? The, the, the first one was right. really we were counting them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lingard should have had four. Sterling should have had one. I know it was offside, but VAR might have brought it back and said it was onside. Uh, Harry got two. I mean, we could have scored four goals in that game. Uh, that was what worries me when we play a better team is, are they going to be clinical enough? Mm, yep. Uh, no, I'm I'm totally with you on that, and I, I think that is where they're going to have to address the problem. They really are, um, uh, you know. And I even I think even one of the commentators was talking about it during the match as well. You know, what are they going to be training on in training? And the guy said shooting. And I, <laughs> I just I just thought to myself, look, if they if they haven't practiced that in the last twenty years of their careers enough to be able to master how to shoot, there's nothing that we're going to be able to do for them in the next three days before the next match. I'm sorry, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. Um, Mate, but, but, but yeah, look, uh, yeah, sorry, go on. Go on, I, want, I, just, I just want to have a couple of words for a couple of England players that were making their World Cup debuts. Firstly, Harry Maguire, who very much appears to be a pub footballer who's risen <laughs> to the level of England international. He's a big lad. He wins everything in the air. And I, he's actually a decent football player with a ball at his feet, but he has this look of, oh, I got it. Like, like, like he looks slightly hungover all the time. And he's much bigger than everybody. And I don't know, I feel like, you know, all the other play, England players put their kit in a, in a bag at the end and someone washes it for them. But I feel like Harry Maguire might be the one who does that. Like he takes it off and washes it. <laughs> And surprisingly silky feet for a man so big as well. I was impressed with his touch. Yeah. And then the other one is, um, is Ramsbottom's Cafu, Kieran Trippier, who I thought was excellent. Yeah, uh, no, he, yeah, he played very well. Yeah, that's all. I just wanted yeah. to say Ramsbottom's Cafu. <laughs> but mate, look, you called it. 
a moment of madness from the possible, uh, uh, from, from, from the new uh, uh, and possibly improved, I don't think so, uh, center back slash right back. Kyle Walker, who this time unfortunately didn't actually misplace his mouth when trying to drink from a water bottle. That would have been better. Yeah, it really would have been better. Uh, But you did, you called it a moment of madness. And, um, you know, that was uh, an an, an elbow. Uh, Should he have been sent off? Well, the thing was that this was an elbow in the face of the Tunisian player, not out of spite, not out of, um, not out of. No, not out of spite, not out of anger, not out of indiscipline, but out of sheer stupidity. <laughs> if you watch it carefully, um, Kyle Walker doesn't know that he's there. And then, the, funnily enough, they had him, I don't know if you saw it, but they had him um, in the interviews afterwards, and uh, Jeff Shreves was doing the questions here in the US. Wonderful that they've acquired Jeff Shreves. Anyway, mm. so, so Jeff Shreves goes, oh, Kyle, was, you know, was that a foul? And he goes, uh, in Premier League, Probably not, but ah. Anyway, someone shouted at me, let the ball go. So I just turned around and I hit him in the face. I didn't mean to. Just, <laughs> just like, Kyle, shut up. <laughs> Keep your arms down, Kyle, you idiot. Oh, no. Oh. But I, I, from, from the angle that I saw, it, I, it looked intentional. It really did. So I thought There's he was. There's very little uh, that Kyle Walker does that's intentional. <laughs> He does. It is true. He does have uh, the uh, the brain that resembles a Kit Kat wrapper uh, inside of his head. So uh, you know, it's, it's it's all over the place. Uh, it's red, and uh, it's out of control. So um, yeah, look, you did call it. Well done <laughs> for doing. When, so. when I was when I was younger, I used to play. Uh, obviously, as everyone does. Uh, and I wonder if you had this as well growing up in Portugal, but uh, growing up in an English school system, both playing rugby and football, uh, if you did something a little silly in a game, our Welsh uh, PE teacher would shout at you, Oi, you! If you had a brain, you'd be dangerous. <laughs> I never really knew what that meant. But now having seen Carl Walker at the World Cup, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, well... <laughs> Poor guy. Look, uh, he's, he's, he's probably one of the, let's, let's hope they don't uh, uh, sit them down for IQ tests because uh, that, that'll do, um, I'd say that'll do a lot to his confidence, but he probably wouldn't understand, would he? So it's fine. Uh, they, they can do IQ tests if they want to. Um, uh, you, but anyway, you called it. Uh, he did it. Uh, and, then, uh, uh, and then Tunisia tucked, uh, tucked away the penalty. They did. It was a nice penalty. Well taken. It was taken mm. and scored by Sassy, which uh, is a word that in America is very commonly used uh, when someone is like giving you giving you lip, like and you know I think oh. I think it was a word I knew before I came to America. It was like Sassy, like meow, meow. like you know like like that. Ooh, this cat's got claws, like Sassy. Um, so I found his name hilarious. It's like, okay. Was it like stop being a sassy or is it? Is, don't be so sassy. Like, don't be so sassy. Yeah. Don't be yeah. so sassy. Or like, you know, like, ooh, sassy. Like, <laughs> um, and sassy was literally sassy. Um, and he, he knocked it, it in the corner. A lot of Tunisian fans, uh, including one with a very unfortunate piece of body art. Yes, I saw that. Yep. Yeah, and uh, then yeah. and then it was the second half, and it was boring. And then Harold Kane scored at the end. <laughs> Vindaloo, Vindaloo. <laughs> All right, that's enough for the Vindaloos, Blimenek. All right, look, uh, uh, very good. I think we've 
<laughs> we've covered a lot of stuff uh, uh, with England, but there there are a couple of questions uh, that I want to, to ask, which are not totally related to the to the actual football itself. So maybe we'll have a quick break and we'll come back and uh, and discuss those. England won a World Cup football match. This means the apocalypse is now only days away. I'm off to the nearest convenience store to stock up on beans. We are halfway through discussing uh, England uh, uh, versus Tunisia. I was hopeful that we might be able to get this uh, this one over and done with in about three minutes. But uh, no, there is uh, just <laughs> too much stuff to discuss, really. Um, and one of the things that I'd like to, to discuss with you is, uh, and I don't know whether or not you, you heard it or, or felt it uh, at all, but was the, uh, the, 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 the England supporters throughout the second half and the song that they were singing... Um, they were singing one of these kind of repetitive ones whereby they bang the drum uh, constantly and keep going over and over and over and over the same tune uh, like, a, like a scratched record. Um, and it just, it just infuriated me uh, uh, for, for, for many, many reasons. Uh, did, did you notice? Or, or, uh... I did notice they were playing. Uh, it was a, there was a bloke with a trumpet and he was playing like the... Oh, what a night. Something like that. It was like a it, 70s hit or something. Yes, it was infuriating. Uh, yeah, but, it was, but it was constant and it was continual all the way through. Mm, now, horrible. Could, th could this be one of the reasons... <laughs> Because you know, sort of a deep in a deep psychological way, could this be one of the reasons why England performs so unlike uh, a Premier League team would perform? Which is one of the big questions that we've always been asking ourselves: Why can't England, the England football team, emulate some of the Premier League teams, some of the best Premier League teams that we have, uh, and knock the ball about beautifully and, and play uh, at a fast tempo, play it quickly, uh, and uh, uh, generate generate a lot of chances, and this tune whatever it was that these idiots were playing constantly all the way through just just made for a constant same battery ram which wasn't working and it just and it, it, it felt to me like it was it just the tune wouldn't change and until the tune changed uh, the mood wouldn't change as well um but uh, you know i just i, I don't get it i i, I thought that are you uh, are you suggesting that the england players are controlled by some kind of musical extrasensory perception thing Yes, ab absolutely. Some kind of alienaic kind of thing, but it's not alienaic. I'm sure if you get some psychologist on it, uh, uh, they'd probably be able to draw up some some report on on this. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. All I know is that I absolutely hate that. It just kept going on and on and on. And it was almost like because it kept going on and on, it made everybody else kind of, you know, in the crowd sing exactly the same thing. And nobody had any imagination to change the tune. And, uh, you know, and I think changing the tune is, is, is very important, you know, uh, and also because all, all it means is, and it, it reminds me of a, 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 an American game, sorry to say, or a South Korean game, you know, where you go to, to these stadiums and they scream and they shout uh, uh, joyously um, in exactly the same way they would had they scored a goal. Uh, with with them getting a goal kick, you know, you, you you can't tell the difference, you know, you can't tell the passion in the crowd, you can't can't tell it because they don't know what they're singing about. It 
it, it, it really made me mad. It really did. It, it, it certainly upset you. I mean, I found it annoying, but I was more, con- more concerned uh, with what was going on the pitch. Talking of, talking of on the pitch, <laughs> did you see the mosquitoes? Yes, the mosquitoes were all over the place. We had we had moths for the uh, uh, for the Euros, and now we've got mosquitoes for the World Cup. There was like uh, a, just a fog of them. They were maybe everywhere. That's why, maybe that's why Lingard was missing everything because mosquitoes were going up his nose as he came to finish <laughs> finish stuff. I kept thinking that the only way that they can actually play football is that they keep moving because as soon as they stopped, like uh, when Trippier had his free kick in the second half, you could see all of them kind of, uh, you know, all these mosquitoes buzzing around and them sort of. Except for Harry, except for Harry. You never saw Harry. Harry Harry is that annoying person you go on holiday with (laughs) who wakes up and is like, oh, no, did someone get bit? No, I'm fine. No, did you put, (laughs) H, did you put put on any uh, repellent? No, no, I didn't put any on. No, no. No, when are we playing football? Later, age later. Um, <laughs> it it was it was unbelievable, wasn't it? And it's the first match that was played um, uh, uh, played uh, uh, d- down south as well, wasn't it? Mm. So it was the the first time that they actually uh, uh, that they actually played down there. So uh, you know, uh, and and I think this was possibly a mistake. Had. England drawn this match. I'm sure the press would have been all over this. Why did you guys just arrive one day before the match? And they they did. They arrived one day before the match, and they couldn't. Uh, they felt like it felt like they couldn't acclimatize themselves to the weather. Well, and I would no doubt that the likes of the Sun and the Mirror and the Daily Mail would have seen it as retribution for um, the bad feeling between Russia and the UK at the moment. Ever since that that spy was killed. I'm sure they would have seen it as a deliberate releasing of the mosquitoes by Putin <laughs> onto our game. And I wouldn't, wouldn't say that that was true or false, but I would be open to the speculation about it. So you, you, they've been keeping the mosquitoes hiding in a box for a while? Yes, and then a very, they... very large box. Yeah, but there'd be some of their own people in the crowds. And... It's all right. It's oh. casualties. <laughs> it's, oh, it's I, all I see. You know, <laughs> if, a few Chines- if a few Tunisians and a few Russians have to go down... That, so be it but for the greater they, good what they didn't account for was the fact that harry kane just doesn't get bitten by mosquitoes <laughs> that good good old harry kane he's got an aura about him doesn't he so uh, uh at least he certainly seems to have it at the moment and i'll let you ride that harry kane wave right back to the beach today because you earned it um southgate's waistcoat what do we have to say about that um, it's a football match, not a snooker match. You're wearing the wrong thing, Gareth. Uh, put your tracksuit on. All right, good. Thank you. That's enough about that. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, you, you, one of the things that you were mentioning yesterday, um, and uh, one of the things that stuck in my mind anyway, was um, I, I, I just hope England go out and have fun. Did they have fun yesterday? <laughs> well, they. The only reason they didn't have fun for that first 25 minutes was the mosquitoes. I mean, right. if they hadn't been there, they would have had fun. Uh, Harry had fun. Um, Harry had a lot of fun. Harry was having a lovely time, <laughs> especially when he got that second goal back. Like, and then, I don't know, it was nice to see them all jump on top of each other. There's certainly a good team spirit there. I was a bit concerned when, because if you watch the pile on again, uh, like Ashley Young goes in first, 
and then a kind of assortment of others. And then Lingard arrives to the party late, which is typical of him. Typical, yep. And then, like, he has a little look, look at it, and then he jumps on top of everything. And you're like, no, Jesse, that's one too many. Who have you hurt in there? <laughs> he was, that guy at the bottom, he was already in a lot of pain, and you just added to it. Thanks a well, lot, Well, that Jesse. guy at the bottom is our top scorer and captain. <laughs> so don't be jumping on him. I have often wondered, actually, with these pileups, the guy who's at the bottom there. I mean, it's just, it's just not fair. I mean, you, you could stop him from breathing, you know. I mean, it could be as serious as that. that. You know, they all get up. They're all really World happy. Cup hope ends after Harry Kane killed by pylon. <laughs> We're not talking about the electric one either. No. no. All right. Um, all right. Panama up next. Yeah, let's talk about something else other than England. <laughs> All right. Okay. Although I do want you li- to leave you with this this very quick statistic here that uh, I I, I um, uh, noticed. Um, uh, did you realise that uh, when Guardiola was uh, uh, manager in Spain, uh, Spain won the World Cup, Ooh. and then when he moved to Germany uh, to uh, to manage Barcelona uh, uh, by Munich, of course, Germany won the World Cup, and Ooh. now he's moved to England. Yes, it's in the bag. <laughs> All right, we'll take a short break and we will uh, finish uh, resuming the other games, uh, Belgium versus Panama and Sweden versus South Korea. Can I introduce you please to a lump of cheddar cheese? Knit one, L one, drop one, L one, kick it, na 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 na. Right, welcome back. Uh, now that we've brushed England under the carpet until next time, thank goodness for that, that one's gone. Uh, let's move on to the delicate uh, 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 match that was Sweden versus South Korea. Now, uh, I say delicate because, uh, in fact, this match was uh, something of a, uh, something a bit of a, of a, of a rough Humble, uh, 43 fouls, the most uh, uh, in this World Cup and the second most ever, I believe. Is that is that right? I think yes, the most ever, of course, being uh, Brazil-Colombia uh, last, in the last World Cup, in the quarterfinal of the last World Cup, when uh, Colombia, 2-0 uh, down, decided to try and kick Neymar out of the semi-final and succeed. Ah. Yes, and succeeded as well, didn't they? That was a, that tackle was terrible. That really was. But uh, yeah, what about uh, Portugal versus Holland? Portugal against Holland, I also, so I was watching the South Korea-Sweden game this morning and it was a horrible game to watch. Like you said, 43, 43 fouls, mate. If you think about it, that's more or less a foul every two minutes. Like you try sitting in a room, listening to a man whistling three times every two minutes. It's just annoying. And that, I mean, because that's what it was. I mean, at one point, like, I mean, I obviously wanted South Korea to win, but I was just like, just stop whistling. Just stop. And you know what? It was his own fault. I thought also, uh, I don't want to dwell on it, but the ref in the England game was not good. He didn't show any kind of authority. And then mm. the, re- the ref in the South Korea game was also not good because he didn't hand out. If, if you've got people constantly fouling, you give, you give out yellow cards because then they won't foul anymore. Or if they do, they'll go off. And then slowly they'll all go off. And then there'll be you know, too much space for people to foul each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. There was, but I, to get back to your original point, I looked it up, and the, um, the Portugal Holland game that you're referring to, which was, I believe, in the 2006 World Cup second round. I want to say the last game. 
Yep, yep. Manish, Manish scored a lovely goal. Um, but that game had fewer fouls, but you have to say the quality of foul was higher. Like, <laughs> they really got stuck in because today's fouls were, and they were bad. I mean, they were just like, oh, he's clipped him. Yeah, that's a foul. Yep. Like, it yep. wasn't like, any, there weren't any two footed lunges into people's heads, right? I mean, if you're going to foul, yes. do it with some verve, you know? No, absolutely. I was, uh, I was, I was very disappointed actually uh, by South Korea. Um, I know they they played with the the usual ver- uh, fervor that uh, that South Koreans do that that zippiness that 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 speed uh, uh, closing people down um, and 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 really trying to get get the ball moving as quickly as possible, but with absolutely no quality. And it, yeah. it was just. It was so depressing to see because um, I, I think you know some of the some of the players that they have in that squad, they're, they're not devoid of quality, but for some reason they 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 struggled to string uh, three or four passes together when when they needed to. Of course, uh, uh, obviously once uh, uh, once Sweden went ahead, South Korea had a lot uh, a lot more. In fact, all practically all of the possession uh, towards the end of the second half. But they just I don't think they they didn't have a single shot. They, uh, they, they, they had shots, target, but they, they didn't. Have, they didn't have a shot on target. Sorry, on target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought Sweden, and I watched um, Sweden's playoff games with Italy, uh, and mm. God, Sweden are boring to watch. I mean, they're really, really, and and they're like, it's like, um, it's as if Tony Pulis is instructing them on how to play from from somewhere. They they are so much like remotely last, last yes. the season before last West Brom. Or, or like Stoker in the pump. They're four, four, two, rigid. Kick the ball around, kick the opposition around until we get a set piece, and then we'll pile in for the set piece. And it's so unusual for Sweden teams who, over the years, have had Henrik Larsson and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Freddie Lundberg. Lundberg and even uh, dare I say it Anders Svensson. Uh, I, I would Southampton. Um, uh, you know, but Lovely these players. He was, yeah, absolutely. These these guys had uh, had imagination, you know. They they had creativity that they could that they could sparkle all over the pitch, and whenever they had they were on the ball, something something could happen. But this team, when you look at it, it you know you've got Toivonen up front for goodness sake, and Berg, and it was just like I don't know. It, it was just very very boring. Their centre back took their penalty. That says it all. Yes. The centre back <laughs> took the penalty. True. And I'm not sure, was he was he even supposed to start as well? Because um, uh, uh, I, I think the the, the 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 oh crikey, I've forgotten the Man United. Uh, uh, Lindelof. Uh, sorry, Lindelof. Lindy's he, loft. Yeah, Lindy's loft called in sick, didn't he? In in the morning. Sorry, boss, I'm sick. Yeah, yeah. So he was sick. Uh, so he couldn't uh, couldn't play. Uh, one one good thing, I guess, is that they didn't bring Gadetti on. So I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, but uh, uh, but no, look, uh, I was really 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 disappointed with with South Korea. I thought at least a draw would would have been okay. I was watching it with my wife at the time. Uh, she hates football, uh, so uh, but she loves social media as does every Korean on earth and uh and they were she, she was all over social media and she was relaying all these messages going uh you know telling me what everybody was saying and they and and they were echoing it they were just saying this is the worst team that we have ever seen you know for south korea so uh, such a uh, shame for for sunny sun Min because i think he's the best player they've ever had there was one point i think it was late in the first half where he gets the ball kind of halfway in his own half 
and then completely does two Swedish players for pace down the wing. And then he's, you know, bearing down on the penalty area, but wide of the penalty area. And yep. he looks up and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> no one- <laughs> I'm going to have to just play it in. And I'm he just did. have to shoot. And he hit, he, I think he hit uh, Janssen's shin or something and it went out for a corner. It was, it was really, dis- it was disappointing uh, for him. And I know that you want to touch on this and we might as well touch on it now very quickly, uh, uh, of course, because uh, Son Heung-min is uh, destined uh, in the next 18 months or so to, uh, uh, to go um, uh, back to South Korea and uh, fulfill his duties for military service. Yes, uh, military service is still mandatory for for Korean men uh, between the ages of 18. I think it's 30 and it's um, it's 22 months that they have to do. That's correct. It's military service and um, there are ways to get out of this. uh, And for an athlete like uh, like Sonny, um, you have to achieve something. So you can win a medal at the Olympics. Uh, That gets you out of your national service. Yep. Uh, you can get to the last four of the World Cup. Uh, the 2002 World Cup team were all excused from national service because they made it to the yep. last four. You can get to the last four of the Asian Cup, Asian. I think. No, no, you have to win. You have to win that. You have to oh, win yes, the Asian. Win that, yep, um, yep. Um, so, which, so they, which they've got a chance of winning. Uh, in yes, Indonesia. I mean they really, they really should. Um, yep. But so I think. I think, you know, if the Korean fans, you know, maybe we do have a couple of listeners in Korea. We still have some friends there, I think. But I think uh, my uh, significant other was saying that, uh, you know, we should, you know, use this to motivate not just Sun, but the other Korean players. Um, I think Ki Sin Young is, uh, he's uh, avoided his military service because he was part of the bronze medal winning team at the 2012 Olympics. Mm. But the rest of them all could still do military service. So Korea fans, if you're listening out there in Russia, turn up to the next game in military uniform. <laughs> if there was ever a better incentive uh, uh, or deterrent, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, so, Dress head uh, to toe and just go, look, fellas, if you don't turn up mm-hmm. here, this is where you're off to. <laughs> Pointing, pointing at their chests. Here we go. This is what you'll be wearing. Yeah, you want to. And, yeah? and I don't. I for one don't see how a, a mass of Korean people dressed in military uniforms, all pointing at their chests in the middle of Russia, can cause any trouble. <laughs> but mate, look. Uh, we're, let's. I, I, I want to move very quickly on to VAR, uh, but I don't really want to dwell too much over it because we'll have plenty of opportunities by the looks of things to talk about it. Uh, and it, it just, it's just annoying me at the moment now. I just want them to be clear about what they're supposed to be doing. And, uh, and I, I've got a few theories of my own, but we've got plenty of time to be able to talk about that. Um, the situation with the, with the VAR, what happened uh, in this game, it was in fact a penalty. Uh, he was correct to call it back uh, to have a look because it was very close and uh, it was very unclear. Uh, and it was very unfortunate for the poor, uh, poor Kim Minu, uh, who was the young defender who, uh, um, uh, who clipped uh, the, stri- the, 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 uh, the forward. And, uh, but what happened was uh, um, Korea picked up the ball. They started moving it up the field. And while Sweden were protesting, they ended up in, a, in, in what could have been a goal-scoring opportunity, a goal-scoring chance. And it was about 15 seconds from the time of the foul until they got practically up to the box. And then the referee stopped it. Now no, he, sh- he should have let it go on because then if South Korea scored, then we would have had real drama. 
absolutely. But and also the other uh, angle is that if if it, it they pulled it back and it, it they they'd uh, clarified that it wasn't a penalty, uh, that he'd actually hit the ball first, then there would have been real drama as well because you would have stopped Korea from a possible scoring opportunity. So they have to be they have to be clear on this. They either stop it straight away. And then they'll have a have some kind of drop ball or uh, something like that, basically. But they stop it immediately and they go, look, there's a possibility of a penalty here. I'm not sure. It's not clear. It's close. Let's stop it straight away and have a look at the VAR. Or, like you said, let the let the whole play play on until the very final moment. And if South Korea score, too bad. They still got to come back and check if it's a VAR. Yeah. And then they would cancel the goal and uh, and and award the penalty. Well, that because that would be a real roller coaster of emotions. I say in this situation, sort it out like you would on the playground. On the playground, you play to the whistle and you just keep going. So, yeah, uh, sort it out that way. My my other little theory, I might as well just put it out there. I think that it, it we should do like we have in tennis, whereby each team has a particular number of chances to call the VAR. Now, the ref would also have a chance to call the VAR if the ref is unclear, but the 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 person who would make the call to to uh, uh, use the VAR would be the the manager, and the manager would receive information from one of the players who may come on and say yes, I believe this is a a, a, a definite foul. We should use VAR to go for it, and I I bet you that would also stamp out uh, uh, any of the protests as well. Because if they're sort of going, oh, you know, it's definitely a penalty, but even though he knows it's not a penalty, he wouldn't go over to his manager and waste one of the the VAR calls that they have but uh, i don't know that's Mate, uh, it's a great theory but i see one really gaping hole with it which is that? which is let's say you're limited to i know three appeals a half it's, mm-hmm. it's all well and good for most teams but let's say you're the manager of uruguay and you have luis suarez on your team he'd use <laughs> all three of them in the first five minutes like a little <laughs> annoying little you know slight kick outs on the halfway line he'd be yep. appealing for them because that's what luis suarez is like so absolutely it's, yeah it's a good no. theory but you'd have to probably ban suarez for life <laughs> which i'm in favor of <laughs> all right okay so uh let's move let's move on very quickly to belgium versus panama um now uh the the, the one lovely thing about this game and i, I really think it's actually fantastic Marin Fellaini didn't come on. Oh, thank, thank, thank the Lord. God. Mate, this, this was a really enjoyable game until Belgium scored. And then, <laughs> then it became a little bit. But Panama, um, Panama were all over the place. They were just running and running and flying into challenges here and there and not able to keep their shape. And the right back was popping up up front. Uh, Roman Torres is a great big lion. I think he might just be a lion. A lion. Uh, he's just a straight up lion. That's what he is. Straight up lion. And they were all over the place and uh, they kind of passed it and zipped it and had no sense of organization. And Belgium were rubbish. I yeah, mean, no, they've got, they've got es- Escobar in defense as well, who is obviously a distant relation uh, uh, to Pablo Escobar uh, yes, as well. Or a close so, one. Oh, yes, it could be a close one. Um, was it obvious that they were in their first ever World Cup? <laughs> it was kind of obvious they were in their first ever football match, some of them. <laughs> running around, having a lot of fun. And I, for one, really enjoyed it. And, yeah, no, uh, I was, it was very it was sad good. when Dries Mertens put an end to all that fun. Although, what a way to put an end to the fun. Lovely finish. Lovely finish. If you have a good close look at that finish as well, uh, people who try to finish from that angle with that kind of shot usually use the outside of their boot. 
uh, mm-hmm. to, to try and just, and it, you, you'll see a bit of curl, you know, you'll see a bit of it because you can get good control with that. But he used his laces on that one. It was a, it was a lob. It was a lob. That's what he was doing. He knew exactly that he, he needed to lob that goalkeeper and get it into that top corner. Uh, and it was just uh, uh, beautiful. If you use the outside of your boot, then you get more dip. Uh, but of course, there's more, uh, uh, more chance of you skewing. Uh, but he, he didn't. He knew full well what he needed to do. He needed to put uh, his laces underneath it and just kind of lob it and place it over the keeper. It was a beautiful finish. It really, really was. It was as if Mertens had had enough. He was like, oh, I've had enough of all of this rubbish. I'm Dries Mertens. I'm a 27-goal-a-season striker, and I play for Napoli. I'll be having that. Boom. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely up there with uh, one of the goals of the tournament uh, again. We'll have to have a, a good look at uh, all the best goals towards the end of this podcast for sure. Um, then, uh, then Lukaku stepped up to finish off the job. Two, two uh, actually pretty nice goals. The ball from uh, De Bruyne. Uh, no, the ball point of the first one. for the first one, lovely outside yep. of the right foot, uh, and then I thought the finish on the um, on Lukaku's second and Belgium's third was a lovely finish. But I think Belgium, I, it's it's strange because th- they've got a team where they've got De Bruyne and Hazard and Lukaku and Mertens and Carrasco and Mounier and. And then Axel Witzel, yep. poor Axel Witzel, has to do all of the defending for that six. <laughs> it's like um, it's like a Tottenham when the, uh, they had um, Ozzy Ardiles in, on, uh, in charge and they played Klinsman and Sheringham and Anderton and Barnby and Dumitrescu. And, and uh, you know what? I'm going to put Ricky Vera on as well. Um, it was just, <laughs> it, I think they're an unbalanced team. De Bruyne clearly thinks it's beneath himself to, to play in the center of midfield next to Axel Witzel. It's just disdain on his face. He wants to go up front and play with Hazard. Um, and yep. um, I, th- I don't know. I think there's a lack of balance in there. I think Vertonghen is tired. He's had a long season. Um, yeah. No, it's a... It, it, it's, it is. I think you're, you're totally right there. It is a little bit unbalanced. Uh, they, need to, they need to see what they, they're going to do. But I mean, they do have the potential to unlock any defense, you know. And fantastic, it, fantastic talent. But, you yeah. know, you have to mesh it into a team. Yeah, no, and I'm happy Yanazai uh, uh, didn't come on as well. That's another one that I'd, I'd rather not see uh, during this World Cup. But, uh, but anyway, that's just me. Uh, Batshuayi might come on in the future as well, uh, depending on what goes on uh, with Lukaku. But with Lukaku scoring these two goals now, I think, I think that's pretty much it for Batshuayi. He might as well just forget about this, uh, uh, this tournament. Uh, I don't think he'll be coming on. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Belgium versus Panama. We'll take a short break and we'll come back and we will quickly pre- Preview the last three games or the next three games coming up: uh, Colombia versus Japan, Poland versus Senegal, and Russia versus Salah. Oh, sorry. Uh, he did. Sorry, sorry. Belgium is a country, really. What part are we even on now? Part four. Who cares? <laughs>
Right, welcome back. And uh, I think we've done very well. We've covered quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of stuff. We spent an awful long time talking about Kel Surprise England, uh, and uh, but uh, but but fair enough. Uh, uh, you know they got the three points, uh, and so uh, onwards and upwards to to, to the next game. Uh, we are now going to preview the next three games very quickly. We've got Colombia versus Japan. David, what can we look forward to with this match? James, uh, Kigawa, Honda. Uh, Quadrado. I'm just going to say the players' names until one of them tickles your fancy. Um, I oh, Falcao. Falcao, yes. Can you, remember, can you remember Porto Falcao? So I'm turning the clock yes. all the way back to Porto Falcao, that yep. Villas Boas team with whole cup front. And I yep. think he scored 60 goals in a season, didn't he? And they, and they won the away for cup. And I remember saying to you, mate, does Falcao mean Falcon? And you went, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It does. And uh, it's such a shame, really, because um, he, oh, what, you know, whatever happened to him, you know, he, he, he really should have gone on to such big and, and amazing things. But uh, somewhere along the lines, he just, he, I don't know whether he lost his way or whether he, uh, he, he started playing. Well, well he had a horrible playing. injury, didn't he? Right. Yes, that's right. He he did, and he never really recovered fully from that. Um, but still, talent doesn't just get lost, you know. A confidence great finisher, great uh, finisher, perhaps great the, finisher, perhaps the best finisher at this World Cup if if given a chance. Obviously, his build-up play was never all that good, but I think it's you know certainly not what it could be now. But you know, they've got other players like the likes of Hamas and, and Cuadrado um, and others who can do the build-up play. Uh, this this group in general is an exciting group, and I think it's the only group that has one European, one Asian, one African, one South American in it, which I ah. think is lovely. Just, that is good, yes. Just a lovely little group. Um, I think Japan are, are perhaps a little bit weaker than they have been. They didn't qualify all that well, but I'd say out of Senegal, Colombia, and um, Poland, any one of those three could finish first second or third in the group it's i think it's yeah. gonna be pretty interesting it's gonna be very tight i'm expecting colombia to beat japan tomorrow um but um i always kind of like watching kagawa and um and honda play although i think they must be 40 ish now yeah for 50 i think uh 50. now so yeah 50 55 something like that don't i think they do actually have a 50 year old in in the j league uh who's just oh, yes. up get his name but uh uh they've rewarded him with another contract is he uh, in yeah no 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 oh, okazaki's playing okazaki. oh yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. okazaki will be there. running around okazaki he's always smiling hitting it in the face <laughs> with the ball but what i love about okazaki what i love about him is he runs and he runs and he runs and he runs till he can't run anymore often that's 55 minutes into a 90 minute match but you, it's like someone said to him shinji how about conserving your energy no boss, just run. <laughs> Only <Me> run. run. <laughs> Shinji run. And Shinji's, Shinji scores some of the most scrappy goals of all time. I think we could, see, we could see a rival. I mean, you were talking about best goals for the World Cup. Without doubt, worst goal of the World Cup so far was Paul Bogba's clip, dink, thing, just barely yep. over the line in. I think Shinji Okazaki could push Pogba close for worst goal of the tournament. <laughs> 
Well, he always ends up with some kind of injury as well. Have you noticed? But yes. but but doesn't stop smiling because usually that injury comes from scoring a scrappy goal. Yes. Uh, like he ends up headbutting the post, or he, uh, <laughs> he ends up, uh, uh, yeah, landing with his face flat on someone else's boot. Uh, and uh, yeah, he just comes out of it and he's definitely injured. You know, any other, certainly Southern European uh, 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 player who'd scored a goal like that would go, you know, he'd get on the floor and he'd start smacking the floor going, I'm injured, I'm injured. Okazaki just gets up like, uh, you know, I've, I've lived through a war. You know, this is nothing, you know. So no, he's, uh, he, he's great. He'll be, uh, he'll be fun to watch. Um, but yeah, they won't have enough for Colombia, will they? Probably not. All right. Okay. Poland versus Senegal. Uh, the great Maine, or as he likes to call himself, and is probably his name, Mane. Mate, can um, we start calling Harry Kane Kane? <laughs> no, well, you, you might end up calling him Kanye by mistake sometimes. No, 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 no I'm not going for that. Forget it. Uh, Mane, Mane versus Lewandowski. Um, and uh, uh, as you quite eloquently put it uh, before, the, before this show, it's Africa's last chance to get a point uh, uh, here because um, none of the other African teams, unfortunately, have been able to get onto the uh, points board, scoreboard. Um, so, uh, but, and, and, and I think Senegal have got a chance. I think they do. Yeah, I think I think they do. I think Mane is a good player. Uh, we talked about in the preview show. We talked about Kouyibaye, um is a very impressive centre back. Um, they've got some high energy, good quality players. Uh, Poland Poland are good but old. Lewandowski was uh, disappointing in the Champions League semi finals this year. Blaszczykowski uh, is uh, as old as his name is long. Um, it's a lovely name it's a long one Uh, Glick uh, who's one of my favourite central defenders a real kind of old fashioned uh, central defender hurt himself doing an overhead kick in training Uh, so so Glick is apparently uh, 50-50 whether or not he'll play tomorrow and uh, Milik who uh, is the up and coming kind of star uh, the Napoli based um, player who Napoli paid like 33 million for uh, and in in the short time he's been at Napoli, he's done both ACLs. Um, he's uh, apparently <laughs> not enough picked, to do one. <laughs> he's apparently picked up a training ground injury for something really innocuous, and has hurt his hand and might ah. not play. So um, no, if you hurt your hand, you just do a Gary Lineker and you just bandage it up and play for goodness. A Jamie Vardy, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Jamie Vardy, there you go. Um, yeah, they've got, uh, for, for, again, I'm going to pull up a Southampton contingent. They've got Bednarek, who's hardly been able to get into the uh, uh, Southampton squad until Mark Hughes was named as manager. And then suddenly he got his first, uh, his first uh, four or five games under his belt for Southampton. So he's coming into it. He, he came in with... With a, uh, some very high hopes uh, to Southampton a couple of years back, but just hasn't been able to to pick it up. But he's very young; he's only 22. So, mate, uh, yep, mate, mate. I've just done my little bit of research on on, on what happened to Arcadius Milik and why he might not be playing tomorrow. Uh, Napoli, <laughs> Napoli, and Poland striker Arcadius Milik has had another injury scare today when falling over at the Dolphinarium. The, <laughs> the Poland squad was visiting the Sea Life Centre ahead of their World Cup opener, and Milik slipped on a puddle. It's reported he fell heavily onto his hand and concerned his teammates and was clearly in a lot of pain. Oh. 
<laughs> oh dear. Well, well done, Milik. Well done. You've excelled. Good job. Two ACLs and a fall at the Dolphinarium. At <laughs> the Dolphinarium. Don't go to that Dolphinarium, whatever you it, do. Is the Dolphinarium a museum in tribute to Dolph Lundgren? Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, whatever it is, don't go. Don't go. Um, and just to, to, to finish off with that one as well, they've got uh, obviously Lucas uh, uh, Flappy Hansky in goal <laughs> as well. So, uh, <laughs> well, actually they've got three pretty good goalkeepers. They've got Szczesny. Uh, who's who's done very well at Juventus this year? Terrible um, at Arsenal. I, yeah, absolutely. I think Szczesny's played all of all of zero games. I think this year hasn't he? At uh, you know behind Buffon. No, uh, actually, uh, so, I think he's actually played quite a few because has Buffon, he played a couple? Well, because Buffon can't play three in a week. I think so. They've have Szczesny has actually played quite a few this year. Because there's another one who's 170 years old as well. So uh, yeah, ah, it's okay. uh, it, it'll GG. it'll be. It'll be Szczesny coming in and uh, Bialkowski as well for Ipswich. Uh, but uh, so they've got some some good goalkeepers there uh, and some good second and third uh, goalkeepers just in case uh, your goalkeeper gets injured, unlike Tunisia uh, or some of the other teams who seem to not have any spare goalkeepers anywhere. Um, all right. And we'll finish off with the, uh, the, the, the great uh, duel that will be Russia versus Egypt. Yeah, Russia win and they'll be the first team to qualify for the next phase. Uh, will Mo Salah play? Will Mo Salah not play? Uh, and if he does play, is he fit? I think, yes, he'll play. No, he won't be fit. Oh, I don't know, it's difficult because we don't know how good Russia really are because we, we know that Saudi Arabia were terrible, but how... Mm. I know it'll be a very interesting game, and what we what I like about it is is it's desperation time. You know, Egypt have to do something. Yes, Russia Russia could you know get into the second round. It's always nice for the host to get into the second round. Yep. Uh, yeah, because I think uh, was it was it uh, in two thousand and ten was it South uh, South Africa were the first the first team that weren't able to make it through, and it and it, it it's really disappointing, isn't it? Because you you want you want the host nation to get through the first round, really. Yeah, so. in that in that World Cup, South Africa didn't make it through, but then Ghana was really adopted as the as you know the African team, and then they became kind of the home team. I don't see Russia adopting, say, Poland as their second team. It's I don't see it happening. Something says no about that. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I think the whole world wants to see Salah play though. You know, they really, really do. You know, they want, they want to see him. Uh, he's such a, uh, a sort of humble player and a, such a good player. And uh, you know, when he's on the ball, he's, he's electric. Um, so, uh, but, uh, but look, they might just have to do with our mate Trezeguet again. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, see, see what he pulls out of the bag. Yeah, well, he's done it before uh, in the 2000 uh, Euros final um, for that game. For, no, it's not the same guy. Oh, it's not him. It's not him. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, well, I think, I think we've done really well today. I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, we've, we've, I think we've gone very far over uh, the time limit that we were expecting to go, but uh, that's all good. Uh, join us again next time uh, where we will be going over a whole heap of other stuff, obviously reviewing the games that we've just previewed and previewing a whole load of games that we will then review to then review again and afterwards preview and do... Oh, God. Vindaloo! Anyway. <laughs> Well done, England.
拜拜。Hello. Apparently, some people actually listen. If you are one of those people, leave us a nice review in iTunes. Leave a nasty one, and we'll find out where you live. Three, two, one.